Good afternoon. Welcome to this live edition of Mid-South Viewpoint on it's supposed to be, I don't know if we're in the winter time officially, but you would think after Thanksgiving we would be experiencing some kind of cold bundle up, you know, get by the fireplace temperatures, but uh, winter. It's, it's winter out there. Is it is it cold? It's summer winter. Summer winter. winter. Yeah. Swinter. Swinter. Okay. I got you. <laughs> hey, welcome to the program today as we're live today with Effie Johnson. She's the director of the Neighborhood Christian Center. And don't you just love email blast i mean those those emails that you get and you you get a lot of them but some of them really kind of ring in your in your spirit and this is one today i got from neighborhood christian center about giving tuesday you know we have black friday which is everybody goes out and just goes crazy at the malls and the shopping centers and then on cyber monday i believe it's called you you have this uh, everybody goes online and orders and goes crazy and then you say okay i've been spending all this time on me and my friends and my family now what about special ministries and special needs so they created this thing called giving tuesday which i think is a great idea yes. and uh and i understand there's something else called one day of giving it's one global day of giving which is coming up next week and uh, neighborhood christian center has a specific goal and we're going to talk about that but first effie welcome to the program i'm glad to be here thank you byron hey listen i want to apologize because i know that you are you don't have to worry about headphones unless you want as long as you stay close to that microphone we're cool (laughs) i have been trying up until like two minutes ago to get things set up with that camera so we could stream live on facebook (laughs) it didn't happen and i apologize i should have told you heads up because uh i mean you're dressed to kill right now well there you go so (laughs) i i wanted our friends to see you but uh, i apologize we having some technical issues and it's isn't it one of those things you you kind of have a mindset to do and then these things happen but how have you been doing? Oh, doing very well. Very proud to be able to do this work every day, and um, and um, life is life is good. And my children are still in school, and I'm one in college now. Are you at one in college? Yeah. So, so he's how old are you? Knoxville. How old are your kids 18, now? 18, 18 and sixteen. So, eighteen and sixteen. Uh, they've been growing with me as we've been on this show periodically yeah, over right. the years, and. Um, God has been faithful to our family, and um, despite or in spite of my my husband and me, they turned out pretty decent. <laughs> well, you're in those you're in those middle teenage years right now, That's you true. know. That's so true. they're turning out. Pretty so decent. how's it been? I mean, was going into teenage years kind of tough for the Johnson home? Oh yeah, honey. Yes, yes. Um, you know, my babies used to give me hugs and kisses, and now they're like, Mom! You know, oh. and so, you know, you get you kind of have to adjust to that as a parent, that um, they're becoming more independent, and um, they have their own uh, ideas and thoughts about how they wanted right. to pursue things in life and their purpose. And so uh, my husband and I just kind of really work to embrace that and try to, you know, encourage them and, and coach them through to the places they need to go. And as a mom, you know, especially dropping off your child for the first time to college and you're seeing all these things on television and all that. And so just been very prayerful that, that I would be uh, very um, aware and prayerful, prayerful over him and his safety, but that I would be also trusting to God that he is the caretaker of my child. That yeah. He belongs for, for, for the child he allowed us to raise. Exactly. And that he is in his hands. And so I'm very, very proud that, um, that God gave us them and that they are now doing what he has called them to do and to continue to pursue their, their purpose. Well, let me just share with you. I believe those uh, kind of get away mom, push back kind of time right yeah. now is just short 
short-lived. They won't oh, last long. Okay, great. Because one day, a big stone's going to hit them in the head. And they go, wait a minute. Mom's been there for me the whole time. She's been praying for me. And yes. all these things are happening because mom's been there. Yes, mom and dad. Mom you know, and dad, too, I sure. I thank the Lord yeah. for my husband oh my driving back and forth. How's Rodney doing? He's doing great. He's doing good. And we just turned around from dropping off um, that Thanksgiving trip. You know, you go to back, go to take them back to school. And there's a long line back to Knoxville. And then we had to drop them off and get back on the highway and turn around. This was a 13, well, would have been a 13-hour trip, like more like a 17-hour trip. You know, Did you do that on Saturday on or Sunday? Sunday? Sunday, right after church. Oh, my goodness. That was a trip. She so probably got in like, what, one or two? Three, oh, about three o'clock because we left right after, well, about two o'clock after church and everything. And then you get them there and you they're fine and you're still up <laughs> trying to get back home. And you still got to get up and go to work the next day. That's right. Well, I know this is, I mean, every day is uh, is exciting time in Abra Christian Center. Yes. And the holidays makes it even more, I guess, festive and exciting. Yes, it does. It does. Um, you know, we think about this and we talk about this is our compassionate Christmas um, season um, where we kind of start off in October and um, and a lot of needs begin to arise more around the holiday season, the Christmas season. Um, but it's also a challenging time for NCC because that's also how we catapult ourselves into our winter months. And so it's really a starting point for when the winter, when it becomes truly more cold in the uh, Memphis, um, the Memphis uh, climate begins to, um, we get colder around, right. you know, um, what, February, March. Yeah, it's, just, time. it's pretty cold. And, yeah. and so um, that's or early, even late January at times. And so that's when people begin to really reach out to us. Um, the challenges for children that have no coats or whatever, and they're trying to walk to and from school. A lot of changes have happened. Um, with how children uh, go to school, the different types of schools that are out there now. So their options are great, but they have um, the transportation is a, is a challenge. And so if you're in a close enough walking distance, you're walking to school, but if it's a bad day, sometimes it prohibits them from getting there if a mom doesn't have a car or whatever. And so um, not just the challenges with attendance and behavior that are things that we're working toward um, supporting uh, all the entities that are out there really trying to make that better for children so that they have a better quality of life and better education. If you're not in school, you can't learn. So we're we're supporting that. But also the Maslowian needs, the basic needs that um, the families that we serve have during those times uh, are those additional challenges that that hinder or or barriers to entry for those students that um, that we serve and the families that we serve. I know one of your big passions, obviously, through Neighborhood Christian Center is uh, addressing the issue of generational poverty. Yes. And and finding, you know, helping those in that place to, through Christ-centered programs, right. to be empowered to change their trajectory. That's right. And and we were just in a meeting talking about that, you know, our, our goal is to guide people in need, those in need, towards stability and sustainability through uh, Christ-centered ministries and empowerment programs. Uh, but in the midst of that, we have to know that it's a process to move people through from outreach to outcomes. And um, when you think about outcomes and you think about what it takes to 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 move a person, um, move the needle for a person living in poverty, um, living in um, very underserved communities uh, where a mind the mindset is so different from, you know, it's like you walk into the into Kroger hungry versus walking into the grocery store um, um, full, 
Yeah. So when you're full and you walk into the grocery store, you can selectively consider what it is you need and you make wise decisions and you look at your list and you do what you do. Um, when you go in hungry, you tend to get whatever you can. You're, you might be eating while you're shopping. Um, you know, there's, you're buying more than you need, you know, or really don't want that. When you get home, you're like, why did I buy that? Yeah, yeah. You know, because you're doing things um, in a context of hunger versus um, um, needs met. Right. And that's that's a crude analogy to when you're serving people that are living daily in crisis, um, the reactions that they make, uh, the reactionary decisions made are not always wise. Yeah. And so uh, how we help to empower people are sometimes just daily dealing with responding to them with a different mindset, a different train of thought, so that when they come in, okay, well, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? I'll tell you something that's... That's hard sometimes, probably a hard pill to swallow for some to, to understand homelessness and, and the, the great work that's been done in Memphis by so many of the, the community partners that are working with that, that group of people. And there are certain, certain ones that maybe don't have a home and are homeless, but they are not without a relative that they can um, live with that would keep them off the street. Right. And that is considered uh, an opportunity to keep their, them off the street is, is they're not truly homeless. And so we had a situation actually not too long ago, and the young lady had a disruption with her mom. And she was like, well, I can't stay there because of this, this and that. And we were like, well, look, if you're going to be if you're going to if you don't have a place to stay and this is an issue with your mom, let's figure out how to work that through instead of making a reactionary or emotional decision and sleeping on the street with three kids uh, because you're angry or you're mad. So how do we think through yeah. those situations so that you can go back to where you have a home right now? It's not the ideal situation. You need to work through how you're going to get a job. You don't need to work through how you're going to move into your own space. But until then, your children, to us, are the priority, that they have a stable, warm place to stay. You make sure they get to school, and then we work on the next thing. So often, I guess, if you're helping individuals in situations like this, put the he- pegs in the right holes. First. To, to, yeah, first, mm-hmm. to be able to you know make right decisions. Because right. when you're, like you say, when you're bombarded with a lifestyle, for example, I just had uh, Ronnie Johnson. He's a pastor of the uh, Miracle of Redemption Church in mm-hmm. uh, in uh, Nutbush. Okay. And he was on my program. It hasn't aired. It'll air on a pastor's format, matter of fact, this weekend. Powerful story. He is the uh, one of four children, a single mom. Dad died when he was two. Lived in uh, several housing projects. Uh, moved around. There was no real good father influence in his life. Mm. You know, his uncles were drug addicts, mm. were uh, pimps. Uh, were stealing, you know, things. And so that's the lifestyle he mm-hmm. lived. Mm-hmm. Crack addict for 14 years, wow. 12 years of prison. I mean, up until the time he was 30 years old. That's bef- the life he knew. That's the only life he knew. And mm-hmm. there was no other hope. I mean, his whole, I mean, his idea of getting his mom out of the housing projects was sell to drugs, sell huh? drugs and uh-huh. steal cars so right. he could make enough money. Right. But that plan didn't work, you know. Mm-hmm. Crime doesn't pay. No, I mean, it, it does sometimes the wrong way. Right. And so, uh, but it was, this is really a story of God's grace. Uh, he got connected, and I won't go into all the details. I want mm-hmm. our friends to hear the program, but he got connected with uh, Ronnie Tellis down there in Claiborne, oh, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, came to know Christ, and it was through that. Obviously, his perspective, his whole life changed. Yes, and I know ultimately 
that's foundationally what you and I know to believe to be right. the transformation factor for anybody in poverty or or, or anywhere in life. You know, if you're no, the your wealthiest person is. in the world, right. I mean, you need There's Christ. Always challenges that we first of all, all of us need the Lord in our lives, but also we have we're, we need time. We yep. need we need um, grace. Yes. We need. Um, someone to walk alongside us, someone to have tough love, someone to uh, um, have had a, a reference that they were not perfect all their entire lives, that they can really support a person through that process. And so that's what we are. I mean, in our space, in what we do, we don't do everything. We do the things we do. We help people in emergency situations, in crisis situations, and then aid them to and in, into moving towards sustainability. And so I think you point out with Ronnie's situation, um, there are a lot of Ronnies out there that have not arrived to his status of um, of exit from those situations. Yeah. And that's where we are. We're dealing with um, a culture and a community of people that have a heart and desire to have a better life. Yes. But when all you know is drugs, all you know is um, boarded up um houses around your in your community all you know is that um if mama's not here i gotta look out for everybody and we're gonna eat whatever we can find and you know if that's all you know then it's hard for you to know anything different yes and so what we're here to do is try to impart um knowledge um, we're trying to aid in the in the guiding the guidance of more, the moral compass of those that we serve because so many people are unchurched now and not unchurched or dechurched never churched. I don't know if that's a thing, but yeah. I'm calling it that. Okay. Um, so those that were never churched are those that um, we're starting to, I guess, be uh, have more engagement with. Um, and so the climate of how we serve people is different. So if you're a missionary. In, 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 in Memphis, um, 20, 30 years ago, you could go into the community and we were all playing on the same, from the same um, um, playbook where everyone knew, even if I don't go to church, these are church people, I'm supposed to not cuss them out and that kind of thing. Well, now you have a situation of um, people that have never churched, don't have that context. There are two or three generations of not being churched, uh, not having a reverence for um God or for um, the church community. Uh, and then we're going as church people, uh, missionaries or whomever, into the community, assuming that they are thinking from that same frame of thought. Yeah. But they're, they may not be. I can't say that for everyone, but I'm saying so many are not now. And so when you have that, what we would think is disrespect, they don't have a context for playing the game the way we play we exactly. or, or going you know it's not a game but you know what I'm saying? I know what you mean plus, having the exchange in a way right. that's on the same page so we have to figure out how to retool our approach to serving people in need and guiding them toward Jesus and like you said I mean a majority of these people are in survival mode right and so when you're in a survival mode you make choices you and decisions survive. you survive that's what you do <laughs> that's right yeah you do what you have to do and um, so those that we serve our neighbors in need these are people that um, are our neighbors they're our, they're part of our community and 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 um, they are People just like we are people. There's no difference in uh, who they are except of where they where they live and where and how they what they were born into, and um, and you know I think about it all the time. 
what if that was me? How would I react? Would I do this? Would I do that? And so I have to serve from that um, context yeah. that I can't, I can't walk around saying I, they ought to act this way. They ought, they're acting the way they act because that's what they know. And how are we going to change um, how we are or how we present ourselves if we don't um, demonstrate it? And so I, I'm so proud of our staff because uh, every day they're demonstrating Christ's love. Uh, we have partners in, all over the community that are doing the same thing. Uh, we can't do it by ourselves. A neighborhood Christian Center is not the only one in Memphis. It takes all of us yeah. to help make a difference. And I'm, I'm loving the partnerships and the camaraderie amongst yes. the different ministries because we have to share in changing our city. And uh, we can't be selfish about it. There's enough room for everybody to help and to make a difference. Uh, and we're just we're we are doing our part. We're working to do our part. And uh, it takes a staff that we have to, to be committed to that and that's willing to do the hard work and to willing to be a part of the messiness sometimes that comes about from that and be willing to not hear a thank you or wonderful job or I appreciate what you did for me. Um, you have to keep pressing. And then every now and then you hear it. And then over time, you'll see what God is doing um, with what you have what you have offered to him. Wow. Wow. And as I mentioned at the opening of our program, let's remind our friends, Epi Johnson from Neighborhood Christian Center is with us on this live edition of Mid-South Viewpoint on this Thursday afternoon. So glad our Bot Radio Network listeners are tuned in on the program. And as I opened up talking about Giving Tuesday and uh, coming up the one day of giving, uh, global giving, one global day of giving uh, next week. There's kind of a goal campaign set up, Giving Tuesday campaign, and you can help make this successful and you can help break the cycle of poverty. And that's what we're talking about. That's we're right. talking about doing that. And we have to do that by engaging the issue. Like you said, not pointing fingers, not saying, hey, just, you know, do better. I mean, why are you living like this? You know, I mean, like you said, we've got to we be compassionate. To where they are. Boy, Christ met us where we were. That's right. Aren't you glad he didn't say, hey, you know, you got to be you're like, you know, I mean, he came to us. That's right. And, and he came to us as we celebrate this time of year, that's right. as a child, that's right. as a little helpless infant. And he came and he grew yeah. in stature with men. And, and anyway, he gave himself to us uh, for for our ultimately eternal life. Yes. But but when we, when we had the opportunity to reach others, like you said, you have to communicate on their level and uh, not pointing fingers, but having open arms and uh, letting the love of Christ be evident in our lives. That's right. And so breaking the cycle of poverty through NCC, I mean, just $10, Effie, provides a food basket from the food pantry, yes. enough for two meals for a family of four. Right. So that means about a dollar, dollar twenty-five cents per person's per person can uh, feed that family for that period of time. And um, we're very grateful for our partnership with the Memphis Food Bank that allows us to to do that. And then we are able to um, get that food at a good rate and then and then distribute it to those people in need. So so just um, $10. $10. $10 does yeah. that. $25 provides supplies and materials for one person to attend the NCC's Work for Life and mm-hmm. other empowerment training programs. Let's That's talk right. about that. So, yes, we um, as people are matriculating from uh, outreach services, um, they're having more interest in how can I improve myself and my, my, um, my lifestyle or, or way of living, um, then 
we offer empowerment programs for where there's financial literacy programs. We have now, we're partnering with Hope Works to have our HACET classes, which is the GED equivalent, now diplomas that you can actually actually receive. Um, starting in January, uh, we'll have those classes in two lo- locations. Um, and then we also have um, other training programs that are similar to home economics classes. So, so many of the women that we serve have had their children so early that maybe they've dropped out of school or they never had a chance to be a part of some of the things that, that were offered in school to help give them some of those skills. So we want to we offer those to help them to re-engage with some things that they had left behind or lost um, along the way. And those classes of course have supplies that are needed or tools that you use in the classes and those are approximately about $25 a person to be in a six-week class, four-week class, ten-week class, depending on what the class um dynamic is. And I'd like to challenge any of our listeners as you go out and buy a Christmas present for a person in your office, a family member who already has everything. I mean, if you try to spend $10 on a gift or $25 on a gift, yeah, you can find something. It, it, it's it's really hard to find anything of great quality, of value mm-hmm. at that price. You can find a little, maybe some right. candy or right. maybe a tie. You know, you can, you can find something for right, that amount yes. of money. But but this is a great alternative this, gift. But that's what I say. Here mm-hmm. you, on this place, you are making an investment of $25. Yes. Can change a life. It can, and I, I want to just be encouraging to people that, you know, sometimes you might question why is it such a big push during Christmas time, and I always remind people that you know during the Christmas holidays, it's in America we make it. It's a really big deal, and it's a big deal anyway. But I'm saying as far as the festivities of it all, and all the gestures of giving, and. The, the tangible gifts and all that. And so when you have children in poverty seeing all that on television, people around them are, are exchanging gifts, and they might not have that opportunity to receive. And it gives hope, uh, and, it, and it balances the, the feels when, when everyone knows that, okay, I, I can, I'm going to get something too. I'm going to be a part of that. And so we do Christmas events for all of our participants that have participated throughout the year. And we have we, we have opportunities where people can give to our toy store. And um, these kids will have earned, uh, not the, earned the gift, but they earned the right to be a part of the parties and all the different festivities because they've been with us all throughout the year. Yeah. And so um, we want to reward them. We want to do something special for them to have a nice, you know, Popeye's is sponsoring our, our um, most of the meal for, for um, over 100 plus kids for one group. We have another group, Talk Shop, that's sponsoring our high school group. I believe that um, 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 Sky Zone is going to be a partner this year for some of the end of end of the uh, year uh, activities for our kids, um, and then we have the adult sessions and programs that we need. We need support for those. Mamas need a little something from Bed Bath and Beyond, or something too. You know, there we go. Every day, everything yeah. is um, appreciated. Appreciated, and so when we do that, it offers a glimmer of hope. It's not fixing something all at once it's a, it's it's a building block to get getting them to gaining trust to uh feelings more important, more special uh, about who they are and that they are important to the kingdom and important to someone, someone thought about them. I always remind people that, you know, people want you to know, want to know that you know their name. Yes. Um, Yes. They're not just a number. They are a name. And so when people do give uh, and giving Tuesday, by the way, uh, we have a matching um, grant, a matching gift from anonymous donor, generous gift of $10,000 for every dollar that a person gives to us will be matched. And actually giving Tuesday was this week so we're we've been allowed to extend it yeah 
Um, so if people want to give, we have till midnight tonight to meet our goal. And we're, we're a little over halfway. We're closer to halfway there now. And we need to meet that $5,000 um, goal. I mean, f- we have five more thousand dollars yeah. to, to get. And we're trusting and so, our listeners to, to help do that today. That's what I wanted. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, the thing is, is we talk about giving in this time of year, there's so many different organizations. There's so many yeah. nonprofits that have needs and they send out emails and things like that. They all and, are great. And, and, yeah, they're all great. Let me just say this. Pray about the one that you believe. Right. You, you might be Two or three, it might just be one, but pray about that one. Mm-hmm. But when you give to that one, give your best to that one, That's you right. know, That's and right. give the best you can give to that one, you know. Yeah. Uh, especially as a follower of Christ, let's do our best, give over and above to that one that we pray that God will use to, That's right. for that, you know. That's right. Not just, you know, here's a, you know, give give out of your, the well, bottom I, of your know, heart. You know, someone mentioned to me, um, actually today, to whom, not just to whom much is given, much is required, but when we give, let's give, you know, if we give sparingly, we reap sparingly. If we give generously, um, I believe that we'll, we will reap generously um, from the Lord. And so um, I hope I said that right, but anyway. Sounds enough. good. Yeah. <laughs> close enough. <laughs> um, but it, it touched me because I do this work. Um, it's a part of my job, too. And so um, my husband and I, you know, and my family have been just very encouraged that we give more of our time and more out beyond what it is that I do every day to um, advocate for those for the neighborhood Christian center. I, as an individual, um, have to to help somebody too um, beyond what someone is helping me to help. Yes, you know. Yes, and so. I was uh, in a meeting this morning with, um, I ran into a few of our collaborative partners in the community, um, like Streets, MAM, um, we have uh, out there, um, I mean, there's MIFA, there's all these different places, and we all work together. And so when you're helping any of us, it makes me feel proud because this has been a tough year for so many of our organizations. Yeah. I mean, so many of us to the point that we've had to talk to each other and say, oh, Lord, what do we need to do? How can we convince people? I want people to know out there we don't get federal money. Uh, Neighborhood Christian Centers doesn't. And so um, we are locally supported and friends of Memphis, friends of NCC that are, are throughout the country that know us. Yes probably lived here and then went away to, you know. I mean, this is a homegrown ministry. I mean, your mom and dad started this ministry how many years ago now? It's been 40 years in 2018, and God has been faithful. Even when I couldn't see it, he's been faithful. And even when I've talked to other community partners, we're in awe. He's been faithful. And we need each other. I need my brother Reggie out there. I need my sisters and brothers out there that are doing the work because we are working interdependently on each other to serve these families. And so um, I just believe that God is a God of all things. He is the source not just the resource and that he can any people listening today. I hope that I'm advocating for every organization that I can stand and say, look, all of us out here trying to help people the best we can. We don't have all the answers. We don't do it all perfectly well, but we are out here with our hearts and our minds seeking every day to try to make a life better on behalf and in partnership of those that give because they're at work and we need y'all to keep on going to work yeah, we need so that. that you can, <laughs> so you can give us $10. <laughs> so, you know, I just, I'm sorry to get so emotional about it, but, yeah. but I just, um, I just think about that. We can't, we're not in competition. We're in collaboration. And this is what God is calling us to do. And, 
Now I you hope can, that I share that. Yes, you did. Now, <laughs> you can. I think you can go to nccLife.org, yes. nccLife.org mm-hmm. to make a contribution. Yes. Or if you're not able to do that, you can, is there a number to call? You can call 881-6013. And if you call, ask for um, Pamela Cox, or you can ask for Kiki Hall, or you can ask for... Those are great for, ladies. Um, yeah, they are. Um, you can ask for Gina, um, who works with all me of, in my All office. your staff is great. All my staff, yes, with <laughs> Somebody at the neighborhood Christian Center and say I'm giving, yeah. <laughs> and they will respond. Um, but we're very grateful. I, 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 would, I just can't reiterate enough that this is not only about Christmas. It's about hope during the season because we don't want mamas going off and prostituting themselves, right. or stealing, or yes. something like that because they're trying to do something for their kids and then they end up in jail, which does happen yes. because of that. We also need need help because we've got to go beyond. December 25th. Yes. We got to be here. Yes. We got to be here because folks are going to need us beyond these dates. So please consider that. And I hope that that what I've said makes sense. It makes perfect sense, Effie. It's it's challenging out there and people need our help and people need. Um, and it's and, and we got to be there to to be ready for when people come to the knowledge and readiness and willingness to change. Yes, yes. So we got to be there for that. NCCLife.org, NCCLife.org. Effie, as we're saying goodbye, it's Christmas time. Yes. No show's ever complete without you singing something. Oh, gosh. <laughs> can, you, can you just share your heart and music a little oh, bit? Oh, gosh. Um, um. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. To God be the glory for the things He has done. Effie Johnson, God bless you. I love you, dear sister. I love you too. I love Memphis. I love Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Friends, that's all the time we have on today's Mid-South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.